Ooh, hello. Welcome all of my sweet, beautiful fellow humans. I welcome you to the Back on Track podcast brought to you by I Am Somebody. I am your host, Jennifer Bullbrook, and I am here dedicated to offering you a unique experience through inspiration and motivation by showing you that you are somebody. In this space, I share personal experiences. I discuss serious issues such as all things mental health, and we work through the process of having our thoughts serve us by incorporating new techniques into our daily lives. At I Am Somebody, we own who we are because we are somebody. And today, we are going to be talking about thought errors and what role they play in our anxiety and depression. It is good to know what it is that we're thinking and what we're believing. So, what are thought errors, you may be asking? Well, thought errors is an exaggeration or let's say, an irrational thought pattern that convinces us that something is truly wrong, when in reality, nothing is wrong, everything is completely fine. You may be saying, well, this sounds like cognitive distortion. Bingo, you're right, it is. But I like to call it thought errors, as do other coaches and other humans. So cognitive distortion is thought error. Thought error, cognitive distortion. Where we are believing and convincing ourselves that there's something truly wrong when in reality everything is fine. And on that note, remember, the way we think affects the way we feel. Therefore, negative thinking patterns create negative feelings. Everyone has them, but when we try to resist or avoid them, they can lead to us feeling anxious, anxious, and depressed. Don't feel guilty by this. Don't be shameful. This happens to many of us, if not all of us. So I'm going to talk about 10 thought error categories briefly. So stay with me with this. You're going to want to maybe get a piece of pen and paper out, make some notes. Why not, right? See which ones are applying to you. Which ones do you participate in? So thought errors. We've got 10. Number one, the all or nothing thinking. You see things in black and white. There is no gray. There's no in between. Things are either on one scale, one end of the scale, or the other end of the scale. So if you are aiming to have five beers and you end up having seven, you see that as a total failure. Even when in if you never made this goal, you normally would have 30 beers and you had seven, but that doesn't matter to you. It was a complete failure. That's what you're telling yourself. So again, all or nothing thinking is when you see everything in black or white on one end of the scale or the other. There's no in between. There's no gray. Number two, catastrophic 
catastrophizing, catastroph, I can't say this word for the life of me, catastrophizing, catastrophizing. We're going to have to do a spelling bee or something one day. Anyhow, that is when we are faced with the unknown, where we're automatically assuming the worst case scenario. For example, if your boss comes to you in the morning when you get to work and says, hey, can we have a talk? Can we chat this afternoon? I want to talk to you. You assume you're getting fired or the very least you're getting in trouble. But when then the meeting comes, they want to give you a raise. But because you didn't have all the information in that, your brain automatically goes to the worst case scenario. Number three, mental filter. You didn't have enough goodie bags to give out at the end of your party. And now all you can do is dwell on it. So heavily dwell on it to the point where now your vision for the whole party that you just threw is now viewed as a negative experience by you. Again, mental filter, where one thing that maybe didn't go well, you dwell on it, obsess on it to the point where your whole view of something is now gone to a negative aspect. Number four, disqualifying the positive. You reject positive experiences by insisting they don't matter. Someone said to you that your party was one of the best parties that they had ever gone to. They absolutely loved it and can't wait for you to have another one. But you, you don't care about this at all. You don't care about what they just told you because all you can think about is that one goodie bag that you didn't have and how it ruined your party. You're not even acknowledging the positive experience this person had. Number five, personalization. You believe what others say or do is some sort of direct personal dig at yourself. And therefore, you are taking everything personal. No matter what anybody says, you turn it around as if they're saying it about you. Number six, the shoulds. When we are thinking should or shouldn't against ourselves, for example, I really should stop drinking or I should be spending my money on this or that, the feelings of guilt and judgment will come up. But when you're saying things like, they should be kicking his ass to the curb or she shouldn't be drinking like that. When we are should and shouldn't, shouldn't other people, it's anger and judgment that comes up. The shoulds. We all do it. The shoulds equal judgment. Number seven, emotional reasoning. You assume that your negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things really are. I feel it. 
therefore it must be true. But we know that it is our thoughts that create our feelings, not the other way around. We also know that just because we think it does not mean we have to believe it. Number eight, jumping to conclusions. You believe you know exactly why someone is acting the way they do. As you jump to assuming you know what they are thinking and feeling, and there are two ways that we can do this. One is fortune telling. You believe you know exactly how something is going to turn out, even if you've never experienced it before. You have plans to go to a party with your best friend and you are just sure that she's going to ditch you for some guy that she meets there. So you already have a backup ride waiting on standby. How many times has this happened, guys? It's happened to me a few times. Number two, mind reading. When you assume that you know what the other person is thinking... You glance over and see somebody standing in the corner and they're looking in your direction. So you assume they're looking at you. You assume that they're thinking that you shouldn't be wearing what you were wearing and that it looks ridiculous. Those are two ways that we can jump to conclusions within our mind and our thinking. Nine is overgeneralization. You see a ne- one single negative thing and all of a sudden it's like a never-ending pattern. So like your girlfriend cheats on you one time. You've had many girlfriends. This has never happened before, but this girlfriend decides she's going to cheat on you. Now in your head, all future girlfriends are going to cheat on you. Now you're going to be looking for it. You're going to be assuming it. You're going to be doing the whole fortune telling and mind reading and all of the shoulds and shouldn'ts and everything because you're overgeneralizing based on what one person did. Number 10 is labeling and mislabeling. This is an extreme form of overgeneralization. Instead of describing your error, we attach a negative label to ourselves. For example, you spill some water and you say to yourself, I'm a fucking loser. When you have thoughts about someone else's behavior, you attach a negative label. For example, your friend is taking a lot of money from her son and you label her as a douche. (laughs) now those are the 10 thought errors I want you to look back if you're taking notes look back if not rewind which one of these do you struggle with I will not lie for me personally when I looked at this list and read them and really took a gander and what ones I you know deal with or have dealt with I will not lie I have struggled with majority of these to be completely honest and truthful 
I have struggled with all of them. I have struggled with all 10 to be exact. With some work, determination, awareness, I can say that I have overcome a lot of them and I'm currently working on overcoming my last few thought error patterns that I have found myself participating in. And I'm going to share them with you. One of them is the personalization. If I'm doing something and my boyfriend doesn't jump in to help, I will say to myself, he does not care. He doesn't care about me. Um, he doesn't care about the, our home. Like I, I, had, I take it personal because he's not helping me clean. But in all reality, I do know that he does care about me. He does care about our home. I know that him not caring is not true. And him helping clean does not mean he doesn't care. It just means he did not help me clean. <laughs> Number two, I still find myself using the should or shouldn'ts. I really do. At times, I'm really, I even did it a few minutes ago, like before I started recording. I had said something and I used the word should or shouldn't. And I still find myself at times having some judgment of, and feelings of guilt and shame towards myself with others too. But I'm working on it. And I'm working on not having expectations with people in which is where a lot of my should and shouldn'ts come in is the expectations. And I'm going to try to not have so many and just live life. Another one that I'm working on is emotional reasoning and remembering that just because I think it doesn't mean I have to believe it. And the very last one that I am working on is labeling and mislabeling. Just the other day, I had spilt some water and the first thing I had said to myself was, I am such a tool. I was able to notice this and ask myself, is this really true? Or did I just spill some water like any other person could have happened to do? Does that make them to be a tool? Hell no. So why is it making me be a tool? It's not. It's just a thought and I don't have to choose to believe it. All right, guys. Those are the ones thought errors that, that I'm still currently been working on and working on. And I know that I may be working on these for the rest of my life. Who knows? But I'm all right with that. Because I am aware and I am working on it and I do notice a huge difference in the direction that I want to go. I have definitely, working on these thought errors, have overcome my depression by far. Like I, it's amazing. And it ha they have helped me so much to decrease my anxiety to where it's almost null. It's not really around. And when it does, I'm able to talk with myself and really get myself to show up the way I want to show up or just to show up. 
That's all that you need to do is show up. So thank you all for all of this amazing shit for joining me. I want you to look at this list and really look at the ones that you would like to start working on and then start working on them. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to schedule these episodes into your calendar so that you don't miss any. And don't forget to join us again next week as season three continues and we will be starting to really dig deep into depression, anxiety, and addictive behaviors, including my own personal experiences with each. If I can take back my life, so can you. And my Life's Reset six-month program is available now for anyone who is serious about overcoming their depression, anxiety, or addictions, and to really take back control of their life. There's always two costs with everything, that whether you decide to purchase or not. One, there's the cost of purchasing, which is, of course, usually money. But number two, there's even a greater cost of not purchasing. And in this case, if you don't purchase, you will continue to live and struggle with depression, anxiety, addictive behaviors. And that's not even mentioning if you purchase, you will experience increased quality of life, more happiness, more opportunities, more money, more time, less burden. And like I always say, I can go on and on, but instead, why don't you just come on over and join me and work with me at www.iamsomebody2.ca, two as in the number two, and let's work together. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. I know there are thousands and thousands of podcasts out there and you all chosen to listen to me and I absolutely appreciate and love every single fucking one of yous. Keep being you, you matter. I welcome any reviews, any recommendations you may have for me. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, share it with your family, share it with your friends. And remember, say it with me, say it loudly, say it with confidence. I am somebody. Love you all. See you next week. Ta-ta.